reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Welcome to Preston Super Show. I have the list of the top 10 greatest film from 2000 to 2009. Of the 2000s, there were a lot of war films made, but from 2000 to 2009, these are the 10 films that I believe capture that decade, that era of cinema. Starting with The Patriot. Directed by Roland Emmerich, starring Mel Gibson, The Patriot gave Mel Gibson another successful war film, solidifying his place in movie buff history. Mel Gibson plays Captain slash Colonel Benjamin Martin. However, the dark horse for best character would easily be Heath Ledger Reston, who played Corporal Gabriel Edward Martin. He's in the most memorable scene where his character meets an untimely demise. The story centers around the Revolutionary War and is still the best Revolutionary War film to date. The Patriot is a film you want to own and you must show anybody who's never seen it. The next film is a really good one and I'm going in the order of years. So we move into 2001 and a film called Black Hawk Down comes out directed by Ridley Scott who if you you did you know what I mean you know Ridley Scott now but you may not have known him then. And what he's been able to put his name on is incredible. Co-produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, also a master of the art, based on a screenplay by Ken Nolan, Black Hawk Down is one of the more notable films from the early 2000s, released on December 8th or December 28th, 2001. The carnage, the look-away moments, the dramatics really capture a dark side of war. Critics attack the film over exaggerations of events. All great films are criticized. The story centers around the famine in southern Somalia, which broke out into a civil war. President Clinton deploys Task Force Ranger, and you will be on the edge of your seat for the entire ride. Next up, we were soldiers. Flipping back to another film Mel Gibson starred in as Lieutenant Colonel Hal Moore. We Were Soldiers debuted on March 1st, 2002. A film that mixed in a small amount of subtle comedy with aggressive scenes filled with violence had to make my list. I remember watching this movie 
at a fairly young age thinking, wow, I probably shouldn't be watching this. What an epic film. This was an epic. I don't use that term loosely at all. The plot centers around Vietnam and doesn't hold back from being gruesome in every detail. A great war film, one of the better ones of all time, as a matter of fact. Next up, unlike The Patriot, this film focuses on the Civil War. And what truly stands out is how the gods and generals film shows both sides of the it's hard to know exactly what happened when history is written by the winners and told by the winners. You don't really know everything about the other side in full context. Do you want to? If you like history, you do. If you appreciate the past and learning from the past, then yes, you want to know the details. Gods and Generals, directed by Ronald F. Maxwell, is a smash hit in my book, but the public perception was, you know, just ready to review bomb this one as it was rated downright awful across the board. And it happens to films. I'll like films like this. Stephen Lang as Stonewall Jackson has a killer performance. Jeff Daniel as Lieutenant Colonel Joshua Chamberlain. Awesome. Robert Duvall, my favorite actor, as General Robert E. Lee, provides the supporting roles to make this movie work. You should check out Gods and Generals. It came out in 2000. And it probably went over your head. Um, the extended director's cut is my personal, the one I choose to watch, um, long, but the shorter version will do. And uh, if you're really just looking for the whole story, I feel like this is a movie that about the Civil War tells the whole story better than any other film had. And there's been some some good ones around the Civil War, especially Lincoln with Daniel Lewis. That was a different time frame when that film came. Talking about how these films were being made and the time frame they were being made in and the uh, equipment they were being made with. Um... I just didn't want to put it on that type of list. So when you move to uh, the next film, all right, and the next film is very important because it is also a film that's a smash hit. It's a film that you absolutely want to see. And that film is Troy. A remarkable work of art came out in 2004. One of my favorite movies of all time. Directed by Wolfgang Peterson based on the Iad by Homer and uh, Post America by Quentin as Cimerius. Troy starring Brad Pitt, who portrays Achilles, is a must-own film for any movie lover. His performance is not only amazing, it's the best film he ever starred in. Centered around 1250 BC, King Agamemnon, played by Brian Cox, is a great protagonist and villain in this film. It's good to see he's got the appreciation of the attention in the commercials, but this was truly a historic role for him, rendering in one of his best performances and in his acting career as well. The supporting cast including Orlando Bloom, Sean Bean, 
Brendan Gleeson and Rose Byron made this film one that continues to give back. It has massive replay value. I love Troy. I know you'll love Troy. If you've seen it, you love it. If you haven't, you need to immediately go watch Next, we have an underappreciated film that debuted shortly after Troy. Another film in my collection I wouldn't loan to anyone. July 7, 2004 was a great time to be alive. The same day King Arthur debuted in theaters across America. Directed by Ian Tone, Fuqua written by David Frazzoni, and produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. This film is super impressive. I watched it multiple times. There are different wars being fought in this film. It's not the same war happening. Clive Owens portrays the legendary King Arthur and gives his best performance of his career. Each battle holds significance for the main story. King Arthur trying to get his Knights of the Round Table and himself an honorable discharge. How they mix Guinevere into the plot is sweet. Some real dramatics and memorable scenes bleed through this movie, and as a whole, I absolutely love this film. From Sir Lancelot to the rest of the supporting cast, this movie delivers on all fronts. Same screenplay writer for Gladiator did this screenplay. Next is a really good film. People would say this is one of the best best films of all time. And it's interesting that it made this list. The following year, in 2005, on May 2nd, Kingdom of Heaven was released in theaters across the country. The story centers around medieval France, and this was a next-level film directed and produced by Ridley Scott. Once again, you know it's a hit right away. He just added another notch to his belt with this. Written by William Monaghan, Orlando Bloom portrays the Bellion of Ibelin, and although it's not his best performance, it certainly is one of his better ones. Jeremy Irons, Liam Neeson, Brendan Gleeson once again, and Ghassan Massad with a sneaky good performance make this film work. A lot of historical events are covered in this film, but the Siege of Jerusalem is what will stand out to most folks. Uh, I, I love the ending as well because um, it's a cliffhanger for people that don't know the church story. Great movie, and I do believe it is one of the better movies of the modern day. In fact, I really do believe. Next up, really cool film here, uh, but it's very, it's very raw. You know what I mean? It's one of those that makes the list because just the time frame more of anything else. The time frame, it's it's of the caliber. Outside of the time, time frame, it wouldn't be a top 10 war move. But it would be a top 25, you know, down the list. But this makes the top 10 for 2000 and 2009 based on the criteria and what is actually available. Uh, from all the war movies that were made during this time. November 4, 2005 was the day in the movie that I'm speaking of is Jarhead. Released in theaters across America on that November 4th day. A really good day. That's a good number day. Number four, 
equates to heaven. It equates to uh, good luck. There are quite a few memorable moments from the film in the scene where Anthony Swafford is shooting out of the chopper and making remarks stuck in the head of a lot of people I knew around those days, portrayed by Jake Gyllenhaal. The trauma he faces during the war, the rawness of the military bled for was a great showing for shock value, uh, plenty of shock value. After so long, I believe people forget Jamie Foxx had a major part of making this film a success, portraying Staff Sergeant Sykes. Jarhead was directed by the ultra-talented Sam Mendes. The screenplay was done by William Broyles Jr. And it's based off the memoir written by Anthony Swafford himself. Time has not been too kind to the Jarhead film, making me happy to add it to the list. Two thousand seven came around and there was a lot of hype for this next movie. And it it over delivered. It delivered in a way that movies usually don't. Unfortunately. It's not a good thing. It's unfortunate movies don't deliver more like three hundred delivered. A film that was released in America on March ninth, two thousand seven. A massive success at the box office historically was proven to be the most accurate movie of that time period made Gerard Butler in his best performance but he has a few good ones besides this there's a, there's some other movies he's really really good in but this one really is like you know it's him you that's his movie that's you know he's the star however it will be hard to find another character with as much lore as King Leonidas room to play quite honestly unless he's interested in being a star badge in the shadows and that invitation is open to him you would be good in that role. You will love the battles to build up the romance and everything in between, but you will hate the ending of the Zack Snyder masterpiece, 300. The most memorable moment is two prone, right? It's just a twofold uh, moment here. The first part is when King Leonidas kicks the messenger into the pit. That was top notch, the top tier cinema. And you, and you know what you have to take that and run with that you know because that is like a huge meme became a huge uh, gift just so many things attached to it when I'd say uh, a bigger moment than that is when he throws the spear at Xerxes in slow motion and it cuts his lip um, that was a high moment of the film for me as well I think for a lot of people, uh, because of the build of the the angst against Xerxes. Uh, must own film and a must watch for anyone who hasn't seen it, which would be a shame. So hurry and watch it now. Great film. Absolutely love that film. Yeah, we have arrived at the last film here. And it's not the last in matter of, you know, what's the best. But it's just the year, 2009. So, you know, it was filmed beforehand and, and it took place in this period that we want to cover today on the podcast, all of us together. The Hurt Locker. Ah, uh, yes, The Hurt Locker. Debuted in front of American audiences on June 26, 2009. A big success 
And this is a movie I remember people talking about a lot. Every adult at the time would confirm this was a good movie. Um, when it was brought up anywhere. One of those universally good films no matter what room you were in. While many people knew someone who served or had been serving in the armed forces. The Hurt Liker film gave us a look at the mess Iraq was in from a fresh perspective. This is the film that made Jeremy Renner who he is today in my opinion. Um, in Hollywood. Who was that you asked? A star. Taking apart the bombs. The sporadic fighting highlighted an ugly but true part of the war in the Middle East. And it was the first time you're really getting to see some of these things on this level about Iraq. I must see if you haven't. And uh, I really enjoyed that film. I thought that film was really well made. And I, I think it's some people's number one on their list of all time but that especially when it comes to war films that's probably in anybody's top three uh, would come to mind I think Jarhead is one that just slips off tongue for people because it's so easy to associate that movie with the military the name the title um, did that movie a lot of favors in my opinion and a lot of these actually the title is very memorable um, if you were looking for which one do I believe out of these 10 is the best, I would actually say that Gods and Generals is probably the best told story. Um, but the film, the work would be Troy without a doubt. I think that that movie captured that that time period really well and it got everybody involved in a way that made their character memorable you know and and I think that's hard to do in war films um and I, I think Troy nailed it but I would say that the Patriots were really good Kingdom of Heaven is really good I would have Jarhead on the bottom. I would have The Herlocker. It's not my personal favorite movie, but uh, I would have Jarhead and The Herlocker close, closer at the bottom of that list. Rounding it out. Towards the top would definitely be Troy, King Arthur, Gods and Generals, The Patriot, more Miley. Blackhawk Down would be in the middle of the pack. We were soldiers would be a little bit above that tier two but yeah Gauss and Generals I just I don't know something about that film is really good I think the dialogue is really good on that film and that's what really stands out to me so hope you enjoyed the list thank you very much visit Ninja for all my other eye-catching content you can check out my book Badge in the Shadows wherever you purchase your books at on Kindle, um, where, wherever your reader is, you can get it hooked up right there. And uh, the sequel will be available soon. Smoke on the Cruise, I'm very excited. It's a wonderful, wonderful read. When you get a hold of it, you're going to really like it. 
But Badge in the Shadows is the beginning. You really, really should appreciate Badge in the Shadows. And I, I really appreciate it if you do. Thanks for listening once again. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Check out all my music under Heavy P on all music platforms. <laughs>